0: hello and welcome to the telltale podcast with me your host kayla goldsmith this episode i've brought back everyone's favorite uncle nathan moss For those unfamiliar with Nathan, I had him on as one of my first ever podcast guests. And if you'd like to listen to that interview, I'll link it in the description of this episode. Nathan is a business student committed to navigating other young people through the qualms of growing up. His eponymous blog and podcast, The Post School Podcast, provides resources, advice and insight on finishing high school, starting university, the world of adulting and more. This episode, we talk all about what he's been up to since our last chat, whether university is the right fit for everyone, the way that our passions and interests change over the years, HSC tips, finding motivation, and more. While you're listening, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you're listening from. Also follow our Instagram page at the Telltale Podcast. That's at the Telltale Podcast. So with that, let's get right into it. Be back on um, you know a lot of my listeners really enjoyed your episode last time I guess because it was really relevant and topical to them um, so it's really awesome to have you back on today for another chat.
1: Yeah thank you so much for having me again I was stoked with the response from the last episode so fingers crossed for the same.
0: Yeah awesome so you know I guess we'll just dive right in you know what's new with Uncle Nathan um, are there any new projects or growth that you'd like to share with us?
1: Um, yeah I mean A lot's changed. A lot's the same, but a lot has changed since our last chat. I think um, the biggest thing is like the growth that we've seen with Uncle Nathan. It's been incredible. Mm. Um, I've been putting a lot of work into social media lately. So it's nice to see the Instagram and the TikTok continue to grow. Um, I've also expanded over to YouTube. So now I'm trying to do like more, I guess, longer form content with videos and not just the podcast. Um, And that's been received really well. So yeah, just... A lot of the same the podcast is going really well the blog's going really well but also just focusing on expansion as best i can
0: yeah and that's awesome and i think um you're reaching a lot of different people as well through those different channels too yeah. um yeah so i mean it's locked down at the moment how have you been coping with this personally? I mean, but also, you know, in regards to studying and balancing the work you do as uncle Nathan, because I mean like just looking at your social media kind of content that you're producing for it alone, it's a lot, it's a lot. And, um, you know, there's a lot of effort that goes on behind the scenes that people don't even get to see. So yeah. How have you been coping?
1: Yeah, it's tough. Like every day is a a battle at the moment. Um, Definitely go through good days and bad days, I think like something I try and push through Uncle Nathan is the fact that that's okay. Like regardless of being in lockdown or not being in lockdown, the fact is you're going to have some pretty average days. And I think that's something that I've had to come to terms with recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said, there's there's, there's so many facets to Uncle Nathan and I've got uni as well. I've got my Mm -hmm. work. I've got like family relationships, things that I like to do as well um so it, it is tough to manage everything even when lockdown me and just stuck at home all day um especially sitting behind the computer for hours on end it, yeah. it does get extremely draining um but actually something I've been doing lately to sort of help with that is and I've literally only started doing it in the last two weeks and it's made a mm. massive impact is I found myself waking up sort of like 8 9 a.m when I didn't have anything to do that day and then spending yeah. like the first hour of the day on my phone and I really thought that that just set the day up for failure for me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, recently I've been setting my alarm for 6 a.m., getting up at 6 a.m., not looking at my phone, getting straight out of the house with my shine in hand, which is like a little energy drink, and my, <laughs> um, my book. And then, yeah, walking down, getting some sunshine and reading for half an hour. And that, that has been so good to start the day because like, mm. I feel productive at the beginning of the day.
0: Yeah, it just really sets up your day.
1: Yeah, it's been super nice. And I feel like I somewhat have like a purpose in the mornings again. And Mm. yeah, I've just found that's really helped me in lockdown.
0: Yeah. um, And I mean, you know, that's kind of one kind of, I guess, thing that kind of keeps you motivated. What else kind of keeps you motivated in this lockdown? Because I know it's really um, kind of typical for a lot of us to kind of lose that motivation, you know, with study, with like work, with everything, um, Mm. when we're like in our houses, in our most comfortable places. So, you know, how do you stay motivated?
1: Yeah, I mean it's tricky because like just like how you have good and bad days, your motivation goes through cycles as well. Yeah. Um. There, are, like, I would be lying if I sat here and said some days like there aren't some days that I just am not motivated because truth is, some days I wake up and I'm like, I can't be bothered today. Mm-hmm. Um. But for me, I think having Uncle Nathan has been great for keeping my motivation because I feel personally responsible like I've got this duty to my audience that I have to provide this value Um, Mm. because the way I view it, the stuff that I share through Uncle Nathan is stuff that I'm privileged to know. And Mm. by not sharing that stuff with my audience, I feel like I'm doing them a disservice. Um, Mm. So I guess that sense of responsibility is what keeps me motivated to keep doing Uncle Nathan stuff. But honestly, when it comes to study and like everything else, it is really tough to keep that balance. Yeah. Um, Like really, really challenging. So I find for uni... Sometimes I fall behind a bit, but then I'm just really scraping by, to be honest, and focusing on the stuff that I find more important. And Mm -hmm. yesterday I posted a video about like HSC students and whatnot and the motivation behind the HSC exams and all that getting pushed back. And the truth is like, I think taking a break is the best thing to do right now. Like you don't have to be working towards this thing day in, day out. In fact, it's probably just doing more harm than good if you're really trying to force that motivation. Mm. Um. so yeah I think it's important to focus on yourself first and then the motivation comes as a product of that
0: yeah 100% I think that's really good advice Um. and yeah everything you're doing with Uncle Nathan is really admirable I mean all of the kind of advice and, and topics that you explore I think are helping a lot of people and so I definitely understand how that can really be motivating so yeah I mean kudos to you for that thank
1: you thank you very much <laughs>
0: So, you know, as you said before, you use quite a few different platforms for Uncle Nathan. You know, you have your blog, an Instagram page, a TikTok account, etc. cetera. Um, what would you say is your favorite and or the most effective means of reaching your audiences?
1: Yeah, this is a tough question. Um, <laughs> I really, the thing about Instagram and TikTok is you see straight away whether or not your audience likes what you've just posted. Yeah. So, you get that instant gratification. You can see what's effective and what's not effective. Yeah. Um, so I really like that aspect of it because I get to see in real terms the impact that I'm having. Mm. But then in terms of actual value shared, for me, the blog and podcast are my two favorite because I feel that the podcast, especially I get to interview incredible people
0: yeah. like,
1: all the time and just spurt out this content, this value that isn't just my own thoughts and and perspectives it's the perspectives of other people who have done incredible things
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: that to me is awesome to be a part of and and share but to get there I kind of need to utilize social media because that's where our age demographic is like that's how I get to them so it's a real balance of both Um, but yeah I think the value definitely comes more from the blog and podcast and the marketing Mm. through the social media
0: interesting um and yeah I mean I feel like as well, for me personally, you know, in terms of the podcast, I feel like I'm learning so much on the go as well. Like mm. you get to interview people that maybe you wouldn't normally have these kind of conversations with um, and you get to kind of hear their perspectives and hear their story. And I think, yeah, it really helps as well. Like as an individual, it really helps you kind of learn so much along the way. It's it's kind of learning on the job, I guess. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. That, that's what makes it so exciting as well because mm. every interview you do or every time you're interviewed you learn something new about yourself about how to answer questions about how to ask questions i love it i find it so exciting
0: yeah i think it's that challenge as well like i mean with instagram probably the biggest challenge that you face on there is like trying to get those likes up or trying to get those like views up but i Mm -hmm. mean with a podcast it's being challenged to kind of you know have these conversations with people and delve into issues that you might not usually get to speak about or get to kind of um deal with and i think that's that's a really awesome kind of part of this
1: yeah it actually it's really good to help you articulate your thoughts as well because it forces you to think really quickly like Mm -hmm. outside the box thinking in a really short time frame and then be able to articulate that and have it make sense both as the interviewer and the interviewee um, which is so good for your skills no matter what you're doing in life
0: yeah 100 percent. i think you're really well articulate articulated I think um, you speak really well and, and and I guess that's a testament to you know everything that you're doing with Uncle Nathan as well. Thank um, you I'd
1: say the same about you.
0: <laughs> thank you yeah I, I think um as well like it's been a journey as well I think from even our first interview I think um I learned so much like I was a little bit more nervous I guess in terms of mm. you know starting the podcast and, and starting to interview like my first interview with Sam but yeah I guess um along the way
1: what what a way to start it out
0: (laughs) I wanted to start out with a bang so that I could get you know some traction first off yeah you definitely do that (laughs) thank you um so yeah I mean a lot of my listeners love the Driven Young podcast um and yeah I personally love it too I'm sure you love it um obviously but you featured on there with Byron um how did that come together and what was it like working with him
1: yeah so um actually this is a really cool story like how Byron and I met and Mm -hmm. him and I are um quite close friends now because of the whole thing which I think is really cool because we're all doing a very similar thing Mm. um but yeah really when Uncle Nathan was in the beginning stages I just my friend sent me one of his TikToks and I looked into who he was and what Driven Young was and what he does and yeah and um I decided to just reach out. I sent him a video message, which I'm a huge fan of um, because I think it adds that level of, I guess it just personalizes reaching out to someone. Like it's really hard to make that initial connection when you're just sending a message. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I sent him a video saying like, Hey mate, (laughs) how you doing? (laughs) Uh, This is who I am. Mm. I know who you are. Let's catch up. And and yeah, he was down. So we caught up for a coffee. We had a chat about both of our journey and whatnot. And then from there, yeah, he invited me on the podcast. I went on the podcast. We had a bit of a chat, which was awesome. And that was really good for Uncle Nathan as well because the audiences are very similar. Um, Mm. So a lot of them sort of caught on to the post-school podcast. And yeah, it was an awesome synergy there. I'd love to get him on my podcast as well when this lockdown's done. Yeah, Um, But yeah, and then from there, we just obviously in very similar circles so we've crossed paths quite a few times and Mm. we often sort of share ideas and have chats about what's going on because like I said we're both doing very similar things so yeah Byron's a great person to have around and and it sort of pushes we push each other because
0: Mm.
1: we're both trying to help the same audience so by doing that when I see him post something that's been a success I'm like oh I could post similar value here and uplift that value to more people in the same audience and vice yeah. versa. So it's been a great relationship.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, um, it's, it's symbiotic. Can we say that? Can I, can I say yeah, that? Definitely. yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it's really awesome to see that because yeah, I, I, even when I kind of first stumbled across your kind of page and your content, I, it was really quite similar, you know, um, to Driven Young it would kind of appeal to that similar audience and I think what you yeah. are both doing is awesome so yeah I'd love to see more collaborations with you guys because I think um, it would provide a lot of value to um listeners
1: yeah i'll make it happen we are yeah we'll wait for this lockdown to finish and then it'll definitely happen we should yeah. get you involved as well
0: the <laughs> i would love to be involved oh my goodness <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. So, we're all doing a very similar thing
0: yeah um and it's awesome i really hope that this second season as well for me helps kind of grow um mm. the platform a bit more but yeah um kind of moving along to um university and and studying because i I think this is kind of the part that a lot of students find really really helpful and interesting um we spoke a little bit about it last time um and you study a bachelor of business and creative intelligence um Mm -hmm. what we didn't get to go through was what this course actually entails so if you could explain it uh explain it for us that would be amazing
1: yeah so um it's a double degree first of all i'm doing that at uts in sydney (laughs) yeah um and yeah, the business degree is just a commerce degree. UTS just like to call it business for an unknown mm. reason. Um, actually, the one, this is something that I really want to touch on because it, I've only really been able to articulate it lately. And I think it's important for people to know who haven't yet been to university. Mm. Business and a commerce degree. So like a commerce degree is a lot of people go into that thinking it's about entrepreneurship. Like mm. if I do a business or a commerce degree, I learn how to run my own business. Yeah, and I think it's really important going into uni to know that that is not the case. A business mm. or commerce degree is all about learning how to function within a corporation. Yeah. So it's like, how do you do your job within this functioning ecosystem? It's mm. not how do you manage employees and how do you run a business and start a business? It's nothing to do with that. So I think that's a really important distinction for high school students to understand if you're thinking about going down that path. mm. But moving on, the creative intelligence part is fabulous. It's an added on degree. So, yeah. but rather than doing the six year for double degree, I do the business degree in three years. So I graduate with business at the end of next year.
0: Yeah.
1: And the creative intelligence part is just a two week block subject at the end of each semester mm-hmm. with one additional year at the end of business. So
0: wow.
1: four years, two degrees, and I only worry about business during the actual semester and then the block subject at the end of each semester which is I think is awesome because it's cheaper you still get two qualifications and honestly I prefer the content in the creative intelligence degree versus mm. business
0: yeah um, I um I heard as well that creative intelligence is a little bit more hands-on like it's more practical is that um correct
1: yeah massively the, the creative intelligence degree is it's a hard thing to explain but essentially you get students who are doing a Bunch of different core degrees. So, like I'm doing business and I'd be partnered with a group of, say, five people, and the four others could be doing engineering, um, arts, uh, architecture, Mm. science, and then me as a business student. So, there's these five different core degrees. And essentially, we come together to form a group, and each subject we work with a real business. So, last semester, it was a Sydney Opera House, and they.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. They give us like a project to work on a challenge that they want solved. And then we've got to work within our groups who are coming from all these different core degrees to come up with some sort of creative solution around that. So it's, mm. it's awesome for learning and it really teaches you not to be a robot at the end of your core degree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and I think um, that's what uh, kind of a lot of people struggle with like in terms of university. I mean, like you have that kind of tertiary qualification but do you have that kind of hands-on practical experience that can back it up, you know what I mean? It's 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 very different, you know, from learning the theory and actually being able to apply it.
1: Yeah, Um, I think the other really cool thing about it as well is every sort of interview that I've gone on, whether it be a job interview or an interview with Uncle Nathan, whenever someone asks me what I'm doing at uni, the first question that follows that is what the hell is creative intelligence? And it's, <laughs> it's such a good like segue because you yeah. you get to talk about what you're doing and they get to think, oh, this is really cool. So mm. it's yeah, definitely being good without the degree already.
0: Yeah, no, genuinely, when I hear creative intelligence, I, I thought it was like something like dystopian or something like yeah. I related, but yeah, it sounds awesome. And it's really, really cool to see that you get to kind of work with so many different disciplinary kind of areas as well mm. in terms of that. What do you think that you've kind of um, taken away from the kind of courses that you do so far in terms of being able to apply it to your own life um, away from, you know, um, kind of business and, and creative intelligence?
1: Yeah, it's, um this is a tough one because my perspective on uni has, changed a little bit since i started um mainly just through uncle nathan like i realized that i learned so much more about the real world and about business Mm. with uncle nathan than i do with my degree which is what i was trying to sort of explain before that the business degree is not about entrepreneurship yeah but at the same time uni has given me a lot in terms of like how to network how to build connections and the opportunities that you have through uni are incredible like i was part of the extracurricular thing the case team which i think i mentioned last time
0: yeah i think and so.
1: um yeah and with that like i got to do an international case comp um last semester which although mm. i didn't get to go over to norway we were competing in this huge business tournament with students from the top universities in europe like things like that are yeah. really incredible to experience at a young age mm. so yeah i think the biggest thing for me is that I've got out of uni is confidence, to be honest, like experiences yeah. like that teach you to be confident in what you know. And, and you realize that a lot of people are just using this fake it till you make it mentality,
0: Yeah,
1: which, which I love because realistically confidence comes from feeling confident, not necessarily being confident. So thinking mm-hmm. that you're confident is what really creates that sense of confidence within you. Yeah. Um, And that's what uni teaches you to do. When you're doing a presentation, everyone's scared. Everyone's hands are sweating. You're nervous as, but the people that succeed are the ones who can put that to the side, pretend they're confident. And in doing that, they become confident in what they're saying. Um, So that's probably the biggest thing I've got out of university, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I guess that's like kind of almost um, in a sense like, um manifestation i guess (laughs) yeah like you know like if you believe um that you know you're confident and you you kind of act like you're confident i guess that kind of just naturally it it flows on it's like um kind of just a natural progression yeah Um, definitely but yeah i i think as well anyone can kind of attain confidence through that you know what i mean it doesn't you don't need to um be confident like you can just tell yourself that you're confident and act like you're confident and it'll kind of eventually just come definitely yeah um, so as well, I was quite curious to ask, um, in terms of bachelor of business, what's your major? I actually don't know if I asked that last time.
1: No, I don't even think I picked my major yet. Oh, no, no, you
0: haven't. Okay.
1: I would have no back then. I mean, i picked it now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I probably would have because at UTS, you don't do a major until you start second year. Yeah. So, yeah. I would have already picked it. Um, but I'm doing so I major in finance and then I've got two sub majors of economics and management consulting.
0: Awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, a few months after our last chat, you know, how are you feeling about your degree? I mean, we kind of touched on this a little bit, um, but yeah, are you, are you still enjoying it? Um, do you, do you think you're going to continue on maybe, you know, post grad qualifications or, or do you want to kind of just move on, um, after you kind of finish this degree? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, how do I feel about my degree now? Not hmm. as good as what I felt at first. Um, yeah for me it sort of feels like feels like it's pulling me away from the things that i'm passionate about which is pretty much just uncle nathan um (laughs) yeah i feel like i could be using my time a lot a lot better but then in saying that like the stuff i just explained to you the experiences that i've had through uni i wouldn't have been able to had yet have yet through uncle nathan Mm. so it's it's a real catch-22 um I think I'm just going through the motions now. i trying to get through as best I can because yeah, I'm very time scarce with everything I do with uncle Nathan yeah. and sort of doing the bare minimum to get a decent mark. I'm not sitting mm-hmm. here going, I just want to pass. Like I want that distinction to high distinction average and I'm yeah. striving to achieve that. Um, but I think when it's all done, I'll, I'd love to do an MBA. I'm just not sure if I'll do it straight after.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's understandable as well. But I mean, as well with, you know, Uncle Nathan, um, I think, you know, regardless, having that qualification behind you is just going to be helpful for whatever you kind of continue to do as well later on down the track.
1: Yeah, definitely. I actually think that's important to, I guess, emphasize as well for your listeners, because a lot of you guys mm-hmm. are in year 12 and about to go into those university years. Yeah. Is that don't just do a degree for the sake of doing a degree. Um, yeah. It's really important that like, yeah, uni cool. And uni is definitely worth it. If you ha- if you have the idea of where you want to take it, then it's definitely worth it. But mm-hmm. if you're doing a basic degree for the sake of doing a basic degree, really, it's just a waste of money. Um, yeah. You're better off just taking that year or two to really figure out what where your passions lie and what you'd like to do before yeah. you jump into it. Because there are so many high paying, incredible jobs that don't require a uni degree at all
0: Mm. and like um you know you hear so many stories as well about people that just go in and get you know work or get some internship straight off the bat like straight after high school they Mm. work for a bit they go to university they get their degree later on down the track but they already have that experience as well and in a sense that can sometimes be a lot more valuable than just going straight in to university not knowing what you want to do Um, not having that experience you know what I mean
1: definitely most of the big employers now prefer experience over qualification because Mm. like especially now with uni online it is so easy to do a uni course like
0: yeah
1: the exams you can literally cheat on every exam getting that qualification does not mean anything anymore in the real world Um, so it's really important to yeah back that up with a strong portfolio of experience 100%
0: and and I mean hex debt is just incredibly high as well so you need to really kind of weigh that up when you're considering going for a degree that you don't really care about is it worth the thousands of hex debt that you're going to be paying for it yeah exactly (laughs) so I mean Uncle Nathan I mean you kind of remind me of quite a few people in terms of you know the brand and everything but I'm quite interested to hear who your personal role models are, um, people that kind of inspire yourself and, you know, the brand.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I sort of look at it in two ways. I've got two facets of role models. The first one is the person that I'm striving to become. Like I look mm-hmm. at myself in five years, 10 years at what I hope to be, and that is the role model that I strive towards. Yeah. Um, and that's really powerful because pretty much Mm. my direction is determined by whatever, wherever my passions lie. So I'd say my, my oldest self is my first role model. And then, but then like, as, (laughs) as a more humble answer, I guess I I really look up to people who follow their passion and Mm. I don't really have anyone specific. Like to me, people that inspire me are people who said, buck the trend. I'm going to go do whatever makes me happy and find a mm-hmm. way to make that sustainable and live a fulfilling life through that, which yeah. is pretty much everyone I've had on the podcast and <laughs> pretty much everyone that I will get on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously I look up, I look up to my family because they've provided me a pretty incredible environment to grow up in. And the very, very small circle I have around me, I look up to all of those people as role models because they really support me and are the pillars on my days that, I just really can't be bothered. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, that pretty much sums it up.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting to hear. I really liked, especially the one about kind of your biggest main role model being who you want to kind of be in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. And I think as well, that's kind of almost a visualization technique. Like you are basically kind of visualizing who you want to be, um, where you want to go and, and making sure that you're taking the right steps towards that. Yeah, is so important. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, currently HSC students are in lockdown. Um, exams have been pushed back. Motivation is waning. I did see a TikTok. You kind of addressed <laughs> this there. Um, but for anyone that didn't see, you know, what would be your advice to these students who help to help them, you know, boost their morale back up? Because it's it's so difficult right now. Mm. Um, personally, I'm going through it, too. So I would love this advice as well. But yeah, could you give us any advice that you have um, and any tips maybe to keep that um, morale going back
1: up yeah i mean i can't even imagine how difficult it must be for you guys like my hsc cohort was the last one with a bit of normality you so scraped
0: through you guys scraped right out of i the... was
1: so lucky like lucky. and i'm so i'm so grateful for that because like i said i can't imagine how difficult this must be considering all the uncertainty like i found the hsc mm. extremely difficult and i didn't have any of this yeah um i think the important thing to remember is like you're not alone, I think. And that was something that I sort of tried to push through that TikTok is the fact that
0: yeah. a lot
1: of year 12 students right now feel like there's no one out there that really understands them. And mm. I think it's important to remember that there are. And although they might not be directly in front of you, it is possible to reach out to these people, people like myself and people like Byron and and these people who, who do understand that the HSC is significant when you're going through it. Because-
0: yeah
1: there are so many adults out there that say the HSC doesn't matter. Your ATAR doesn't matter. And and it is true. It doesn't have as big an impact on the rest of your life as what you think when you're going through year 12. But in saying that while you're going through year 12, the HSC and the ATAR is big. And again, Mm -hmm. I'm just reiterating what I said in the TikTok, but the fact of the matter is the HSC is the biggest thing you guys have done up until this point. So it's okay to, to feel all this stress and to feel all this angst and want to do really well. Like that is okay. And I don't think Mm. you guys should feel like your emotions surrounding this are unwarranted because that is so far from the truth. Um, anyway, I digress. My advice, (laughs) my advice is, I think it's really important to take a break, reset, Mm. like literally just drop your pens. Don't look at a book for two, three, four weeks because when you think about it you guys right now usually would be three weeks away from the start of your hsc yeah and by that point you pretty much know everything there is to know it's just about really refining how you answer questions yeah so for everyone who's at that point what's the harm in taking a few weeks off you're not mm. going to be losing progress because you already know pretty much all there is to know yeah So i think it's yeah really important to take time off focus on the things that make you happy be in sunshine every day, go exercise, see friends as much as COVID allows, just stay as far away from the books as you can for a few weeks. And then when it gets closer to exams, go, go back into it, go hard and, and yeah, finish off with a bang. And then you'll be on the other side and you won't even know what hit you. Yeah,
0: a hundred percent. And I I guess that kind of Crosses over the this the next question I had for you, but I mean in relation to you know taking that break as well right now. I think as well like you know we have this knowledge right now, and I think continuing to push and 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 push forward, it, it's really going to just end up in burnout. I think mm. as well like it's just better to, to kind of take a break now and then you know go back and look at you know it's a little bit closer to the day because we have two months still until the HSC. That's like ample time to to have a break and still be able to you know. Um, uh, recover before the exam starts. That's so massive. I, hundred I percent agree. Yeah, it's it's a massive amount of time. To be honest, it's like it's a blessing and a burden. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we've had a year and like extra time to actually study for HSC. If you think about it, mm. but yeah, it's just it's the circumstances that make it a little bit more difficult.
1: Yeah, I think that's the argument that a lot of people who aren't doing the HSC right now sort of lean on is the fact that yeah. oh, it just means you got more time to study. And it's like, yeah, that would, (laughs) that would be true if you guys knew from the start of the year that the HSC was going to be two months from now. Yeah. But you Uh didn't, you've literally found out yesterday or two days ago, Mm. whatever it was like that, that level of uncertainty makes study for those two months extremely hard because the whole time you're just thinking I could be finished right now, but I'm not.
0: Mm. And you know, like even, you know, the typical HSC that runs across the year, it already, you know, really um ha- takes a toll on a lot of students in itself like it's, oh, it's yeah. a good task you know we're studying every day like three to four hours a day after school you know it's already a lot and then you know having it drawn out longer and longer and extended is just it's 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 a lot it, yeah. it's, it takes even more of a toll
1: I feel for you guys I would never go back to doing my HSC
0: yeah um I'm, I'm quite interested you know personally if you were in this position right now um how would you feel about the HSC, you know, being pushed back and everything? Because I guess it's kind of controversial at the moment, you know, we have mm. some students that want it to be canceled. We have some students that are kind of like up in arms about it. We have some students that um, want it to go on. So I'm kind of like interested to hear personally how you would kind of view the situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it were me with the same mentality I had in year 12, mm. the last thing I'd want is for the exams to be canceled because, mm for me, those HSC exams were the closure. Like that was, that was it. That was like, I've finished year 12. I've done my HSC. And I think to remove that feeling just makes the last 12 months of, of your life feel unfinished, like there's still something left. And, and I experienced that actually, my girlfriend couldn't do her HSC exams because Mm. she had to get an operation and Anyway, yeah, couldn't finish her exams. And she still says, like, I never I never got that closure. I never got to finish my HSC. So mm-hmm. I do think it's important to keep exams. I do think it's important to do those exams and finish those. And for people that are really, like I'm sure you are, for people that are striving for those really high marks and to do really yeah. well, that that is their chance to really show how hard they've worked this year. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to keep the exams on. I don't like how Nessa have handled the situation. I think... Mm. They had, they should have had the maturity and the foresight to be able to make a decision as soon as lockdown started, or not as soon as it started, but as soon as we realized that this is going to go on for more than a couple of weeks. Yeah. I really think they should have been able to just make a hard decision, say, this is when the HSC is happening and this is what it's going to look like.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that we've known this whole year that the path out of COVID is to get vaccinated. Like that's, that's not a new yeah,
0: thing. Yeah, 100%. Um,
1: so they they had the ability to make that decision. I think they just kept pushing it back out of I don't know out of fear of making the wrong decision. But in doing mm-hmm. that, essentially they were fulfilling that that prophecy anyway. Um, yeah, I just I hate the uncertainty that they've put on you guys because yeah. that must make it so difficult.
0: Yeah, it's tough. And you no, know, I hundred percent agree with what you said. Like um, for me personally. I do want the HSC on just for that closure and also just to kind of prove to myself that I finished it and that it's done. You know what I mean? That's the, that was always the end goal from the start of the HSC, like from the start of the year, I was like, I'm going to do the HSC. I'm going to smash it out of the ballpark. I'm going to do amazing. And to Mm -hmm. not have that exam, it's just like, what was this whole year for then? You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, Because that is at the end of the day, you, you do look at your ATAR, you do look at your marks and that's what makes you feel like, yeah, I've, done this really well or I haven't which either way it still gives you that something to reflect on
0: Mm, and it's that like 50% waiting as well that just hangs over my head you know what I mean like that can do so much for so many students as well that you know maybe didn't have the chance to kind of push their marks up before um but at the same time you know I understand the argument for canceling it because I do know how stressful this time period has been I just I I do think yeah it's it's kind of a tricky situation but the HSC is confirmed to be on. So I guess we just have to all kind of take it and, and, and go, go forward with whatever is happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> the beauty is like, if you're going for an ATAR, it's all relative. So
0: yeah. if,
1: if everyone underperforms, then whoever underperforms the least does the best. So it's not, yeah. like, it's not like you're going to be sitting there with a, an asterisk mystery mark ATAR just because you haven't studied much because there'll be a lot of people in a similar boat and that'll yeah. all even itself out.
0: Yeah, and I mean, with, with lockdown, not even just in terms of HSC, but just in terms of everything, I think you know the uncertainty that we've all faced You know, with all of the extended lockdowns, with everything just being like changing so rapidly, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's um, built so much resilience in a lot of us. Like we're able to kind of oh, bounce yeah. back from these situations in this short period of time and just take it on the chin and just be like, okay, this is what I have to deal with now. How am I gonna kind of make the best out of that situation? yeah definitely want to kind of build upon it.
1: And it's the people that come out of it with that mentality like, this sucks, but there's nothing I can do. So why not yeah. try and find the positives? It's people that come out of it with that mentality that are gonna go far in life.
0: yeah, a hundred percent. And even if like right now, they don't have that mentality, you know, I think you know, in the future, you know in hindsight, they'll look back and be like, okay, I, I think I learned so much from that period of time you know, it'll teach them how to move forward. And, you know, if hopefully um, knock on wood, if, you know, something like this ever happens in the future, you know, we'll know how to better kind of deal with it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so on your Instagram story, you post some excerpts from books you've been reading. Um, mm. As a bookworm myself, I have to ask, what are some recommendations you have to share?
1: Yeah, I've got a very nice bookshelf going on at the moment in my room. <laughs> um i'm gonna turn around and look at my books while i answer this one (laughs) yeah i am right now i'm reading a book called principles by ray dalio Mm -hmm. um and that one is fabulous in the way that it articulates how like the author ray dalio lives his life and i resonate a lot with some of his values so that's been great for me to read um Mm -hmm. but yeah the, the books i read are all personal development books yeah um my recommendations are definitely like You've got The Subtle Art. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but it's a book title, so it's (laughs) fine. Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's a great book. And then, yeah, Principles is really good. For anyone looking to get into finance, The Barefoot Investor is a perfect place to start. Mm -hmm. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And then another book that I really love is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And it's all about finding your purpose, your passion in life. Yeah. Um, I don't think enough people live true to their value and their purpose and that book really helps you define what that is so that you can go and live by those values
0: awesome that's really interesting to hear um and you know i don't know when i speak to you i really do feel like i'm speaking to my uncle like because i just i feel like you have this wealth of wisdom already at this young age um and yeah i mean to be honest like a lot of you know young people our age um or you know your age um Don't really aren't really into like personal development books or investing in things like that. You know, has that always been a thing for you? Like have you always been reading these kinds of books? Um, and like what's up with that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't don't ask me to tell you why it happened, but (laughs) some reason I've just been into this whole like growth journey since I was probably 16. Wow. Um, I always put it back to the fact that I was lucky enough to do a lot of travel growing up and, yeah, and I got to experience a lot of different lifestyles and cultures. And I realized that life really can be whatever you make of it. Yeah. Um, and I, the idea of working a job like a nine to five that was just mundane and boring and pay the bills that, that lifestyle to me was never, never a vibe. Mm. Um, so I really wanted to figure out how to make life work for me, how I, I can wake up every day and do what I want to do with my day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's where the journey started. And yeah, from there, it was sort of just this, this path of lots of reading, lots of learning about investing and how to build wealth. And, and I've really just got obsessed with improving myself every single day, which excites me a lot because if, if I've managed to do this much since 16, I just think about what I'm going to be like at 40 and 50. And that excites me in the most humble way possible. It's, yeah. um, it's an awesome journey.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And I mean, you know, you're reading all these books and you're learning so much, you know, through Uncle Nathan and everything you're doing already Mm. at such a young age, so... I'm really um, excited to see what, you know, the future holds for you too. And I guess that does lead us to my last question kind of for you, which was where you'd like to see yourself in the next five years? Because I didn't think I got to ask you this last time, but I'm really quite interested to see, you know, what your kind of vision is for yourself personally, but also, you know, Uncle Nathan and where you want to see it kind of go. Mm,
1: Yeah, I think there's a really a significant misconception with people finishing high school and sort of the first few years of the twenties that you've got to have everything figured out. Yeah, You've you've got to know where you're going. You've got to know where you're going to be at these five, 10 year, 20 year marks. Yeah. The reality is that's not true. Everyone's figuring it out every single day, myself included. Um, Mm. All I know is that I've got my four key values, which are responsibility, self-assuredness, leadership, and honesty and as Mm -hmm. long as i'm living by them every day i know i'm going to go to places that i want to be i know that my purpose is to lead and to help people and through uncle nathan i guess in the next five years my my goal or my mission is to expand that reach as best i can to help as many people that i can following those four values
0: That's awesome. Um, And I'm super excited to see where, you know, life takes you and and where that goes. And I I have a kind of, you know, this um, belief that you will go really far um, with those kind of key values in place and all of the knowledge that you already have. um, I think it can be applied, you know, in any aspects of your life. So all the best, Nathan. Thank you so much for joining me again. Um, So awesome to have you back on. So awesome to have a chat with you. Um, And I'm super excited to see, you know, what goes on with uncle nathan in the future
1: yeah thank you so much for having me on again kayla and i'm likewise very excited to see where you can take the telltale podcast and and yourself after school because i think like you're the qualities you have right now in year 12 and not you didn't, I did not have the same mentality when I was in year 12. Um, so I think I find that really inspiring and exciting to see where you're going to take all this. So yeah, thank you for having me on. And I'm so glad that we've connected and continue this journey together.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Hopefully we have some more collaborations in the future. Yeah. I Look can't wait for it. it. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye. See ya. And with that, we come to the end of this episode. A huge thank you to Nathan for taking the time to chat with me, and a big thank you to you all for listening. If you would like to keep updated with Nathan, you can check out his blog and podcast, which I'll link in the description of this episode. You can also follow him on Instagram and TikTok at Uncle Nathan Co. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify to be notified of our next interview. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, feel free to give us a five-star rating. Also follow us on Instagram. Our username is at Podcast. That's at Podcast. The Telltale Podcast is also planning to be expanded beyond a solely podcast format with our YouTube channel. I'll be posting video interviews with some amazing guests really soon, so be sure to subscribe by following the link in our Instagram bio or by checking the description of this episode. For business inquiries, our email address is telltalemedia at outlook.com. Thank you again for listening to Nathan's Tale, and we'll see you next episode for another exciting interview.